Hello there, this is Dave Allen for EV20 Questions and this is a podcast about electric vehicles and driving them. The nitty-gritty of what it's like to be an owner and a driver. This is episode 50 and we're looking at the 2019 Nissan Leaf that was announced at CES and travelled to the UK. Yes, I went on a trip and it wasn't with my car because I took the aeroplane to go there. Now, just after getting back from my trip to Birmingham for a family event, the expected news came through from CS about the 2019 Nissan Leaf. They said they were going to announce it there, and they did. There'd already been plenty of rumours about what was coming with the new version of the Generation 2 Leaf, or perhaps even call it a Generation 3 now, but there were no big surprises. The new size for the battery is 62 kilowatt hour, which is more or less as was expected. So that's about 50% more battery available and consequently about 50% more range too. So I suppose that's going to mean the range is going to be somewhere around about 400 kilometres or so. It's been confirmed that there isn't any liquid cooling or heating for the battery. Plenty of the rapid gate detractors of the 40 kilowatt hour version are already complaining before the tests show us how it's going to work in practice. Is the battery going to get hotter with it being squashed into the same physical space as used by the 40 kWh car? What is the battery management system going to do with the charging speeds which have also increased for the car? That's not going to make a huge amount of difference though because most Chatamount chargers that I find are the 50 kilowatt variety. And there are going to be some newer ones, faster ones, but um, they're a while off yet so maybe it's not going to make a lot of difference for a wee while with the increase in speed for the Chatamount. This latest Nissan Leaf will be capable of a faster charging speed, so it will be possible still to go from 20% battery to 80% battery in about 40 minutes. Nissan did say for that for the last one, but you've got to be able to find a Chatamo charger capable of those higher speeds to be able to do that. For most people, that's not going to make a lot of difference at the moment. It's going to go in at the fastest speed that the charger can put it in there, and that's going to be the 50 kilowatts still. So the Nissan Leaf E+, nothing really new to see about it. The 2019 Nissan Leaf doesn't look any different on the inside or the outside of the car. It might just be noticeable when you're in the driving seat that there is a new slightly larger screen. It's supposedly of a higher quality with better resolution and better touch sensitivity. That's always nice, isn't it? For those of us using Apple CarPlay or Android Auto, it's not going to make a huge amount of difference because we control most of what we do using our voice. I'm always pressing a button on the steering wheel and saying, hey Siri, and getting car to do my bidding. Seems to be the best way as far as I'm concerned. Besides, you don't want to go touching buttons on the screen and stuff and having to look at stuff when you're supposed to be looking where you're driving. So the price is going to go up to pay for all the improvements that are in there. There's supposed to be some sort of improvement to the Pro Pilot Assist as well. But we will have to wait and see what that's going to mean until there's some proper test drives and reviews before we can really comment about this properly. Are the cameras and sensors new and improved? Who knows? We'll just have to wait and see when the car probably hits the road. Nissan have said the 40 kilowatt hour car will still be available and the 2019 62 kilowatt hour Leaf will be about five or six grand more expensive. I still don't know the full details of the pricing, but I'll update this on the um, podcast when I have more information. With the new improvements and the new prices, people are going to be comparing closely with the Hyundai Kona, the Kia e-Nero and the Tesla Model 3. You might not have to pay too much more to get the Tesla, and for many people that will be worth spending the extra cash. It'll also be interesting to see what's coming with the Hyundai Ioniq, which should be amazing with the larger battery. 
Well, the moment the one that's out there is 28 kilowatt hour, which is not big at all, and it's turned me off from buying it. But then there's plenty of people that love the Ionique, and it does as many uh, kilometres or miles as you can expect to get out of the 40 kilowatt hour Nissan Leaf. So um, with a 40 kilowatt hour battery in there, or even bigger, I think that's going to be an amazing car. I drove my 2018 Nissan Leaf to Barcelona Airport en route to the UK. This time I didn't charge up the vehicle before going into the car park at the airport because it was early in the morning. I decided it would be a better option to charge the car on the way back after the trip to Birmingham on the way, on the way home. It was an easy job to pull into the charger nearest to the Barcelona Airport before travelling back up the uh, AP7. There's a fancy hotel next to the AMB charger where it was okay to take some refreshments while waiting for the charger to do its stuff. Wasn't too bad. It wasn't expensive to buy a couple of Coca-Colas in there and uh, some snacks to go with it. They got some crisps with it. It was a good place to stop, and it wasn't long before I was home after that. Uh, with oh, I tell you what, I really did it. I did absolutely loved being back in my Nissan Leaf again after having four days of uh, travelling around on public transport. Electric-powered public transport. While in the UK we did make use of some electric transport, there was the trip from the Birmingham International Railway Station next to the airport into the city centre. This was an electrical-powered train. Yeehaw! All of the bus transport we used was using big old diesel engines, but at least they shut off when parked. They were not pumping out the noxious fumes onto the streets and into people's lungs while they were idling at any of the bus stops. That's good news. There was uh, one trip on an electric tram going from the Jewelry Quarter in Birmingham back into the Birmingham city centre. And you know what? I like trams. There used to be lots of them in cities across the UK and various places, and they were all ripped out to make way for cars. And it's a very modern idea to put them back in again and get rid of the cars. I like trams. I think they're good. I used to like the trams when I was in Germany in Bremen, and there's loads of trams going around the city there. It's a brilliant way of getting around. And I'm pleased to see them back in the other cities in the UK. I was amazed at the low level of traffic within the city centre of Birmingham. Some of the streets have been made pedestrian completely. Uh, no traffic whatsoever going down them, just pedestrians, that was it. Some of the streets are trams only, while others do allow some buses in. Even the roads where cars were allowed, I thought the level of traffic was actually extremely low. This is good news for the city centre and people walking around the streets and so on. I did think that there could have been more effort to make some cycle lanes both within the city and also on the roads going out towards the suburbs. We went out towards Sutton Coalfield on a bus and it didn't look like a very good place to do any uh, cycling at all. Anyway, moving on, I didn't see any electric scooters as I saw in Barcelona. Last time in Barcelona there was electric scooters everywhere and I thought, gosh I want one of those. It'd be a brilliant way to get around Barcelona. But anyway, the reason that they're not in the UK around Birmingham is because of the laws of the UK and they don't allow them on the pavements or the roads. Obviously, I think that's a law that should be changed. While I was walking around the city, I did spot a couple of charge points. There was one around the back of the Birmingham City Art Gallery and Museum. I didn't see any cars charging while I was walking past it and I didn't see any other cars around. In fact, I didn't see electric cars around the whole of the, jet, all the trip. I thought perhaps I should have done really, but I'm quite, you're normally quite good at spotting them. But since the traffic was low in the area and there wasn't many cars around generally, it's not surprising I didn't see many of them. Uh, that's the way it worked out. We went into Sutton Colville, as I said. My sister informed me that there were electric vehicle chargers just around the corner from the restaurant I was in. And she told me that they were often in use. So we can assume that there are some electric cars around the Birmingham area, even if I didn't see any. 
So this is Dave Allen for EV20 Questions, doing a little uh, quick podcast just to uh, keep people up to date on what's going on. And I'll talk to you more about the 2019 Nissan Leaf when I've got some more details. I'm looking forward to seeing what the journalists do with it this time. I'm pretty sure that the journalists this time are going to say, look, if we're going to try them out, give us a car for a day or two so we can go and try them out on a longer trip, you know, where we're driving, say, three or 400, 500 kilometres or miles or whatever, so we can test out the charging and see how fast the charge actually goes in there on that second charge of the day or the third charge of the day. And uh, let's see how that works out. For the moment, though, I'm happy with my 40 kilowatt hour Leaf. I don't think I'd want to spend another five or six grand to get the um, car with a bigger battery because uh, the car that I've got does what I want for my driving needs. Okay then, so bye-bye now. Talk to you again soon. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the EV20Q podcast and I hope it's inspired you to get an electric car. And if you've got an electric car already, I hope you're enjoying yours just as much as I'm enjoying my Nissan Leaf. If you could do me one small favour and that's go into your podcatcher of choice and leave a review. Or go into iTunes and leave a review there and give it five stars if you can. It really helps the people find the podcast due to the way the algorithm works in these podcatchers. Thanks very much.